Welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. If you are looking for inspiration and in living out your Catholic faith, or would like some tips and strategies to live the virtue of chastity, or would like help living your vocation to the full, then you've come to the right place. This podcast is born out of our desire to set the whole world on fire with God's love so that every single person would know that they are made for love and happiness. We are your hosts, Simon Carrington. And I'm Madeline Carrington. And we're husband and wife. We're parents to to two gorgeous boys, the co-founders of Fire Up Ministries. And mate, we are on a bold mission to help you experience the love you've always dreamed of. So from wherever you are listening, we welcome you and we are so glad that you have joined us. Um, For those of you that have been following uh, my work for a while, you'll notice this is probably a little bit of a different topic. I don't, I don't tend to go down. I don't tend to do much on these kind of topics other than, 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 than sexuality and 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 chastity and dating. However, look, these kinds of questions have are still very much a part of uh, my own journey to faith, and I still, I still love reading and studying these questions, and they've strengthened my faith. Um, hugely and it's still been I've still you know kind of off camera or off live events I still you know talk to people about these kinds of topics and so this came to my heart as a as a as, as a topic I would love to discuss today with you all and that is the question of is Jesus Christ God now we can we could break these questions this up into really two questions the first question is is Jesus God because that's probably the most important question we could ask, I think, in the whole universe. Secondly, though, I think another question that I think um, that, 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 that many modern scholars and many people um, might actually also want to ask is, well, it's one thing to say, was Jesus God? It's another question to even say, did he even claim to be God? Okay, so many people out there would see that Jesus is was a great moral teacher, or even you know certainly you know this messenger of God, his prophet. But a lot of them would say, look, it's it's. But he never really claimed to be God, though. So I want to answer both those questions, hopefully, if I can, um, in this short video. So I want to start out by saying, firstly, if Jesus is God, it changes everything. Amen. Um, people will often say, you know, well, who's Jesus to you and who's Jesus to you? It doesn't really matter who Jesus is to me, okay? Because if I think he's God and he is and you don't think he's God and he's not, then one, then I'm right and you're wrong, amen? And if somebody, and, and if I, if Jesus is God and I didn't believe he was God and you did believe he was God, I am wrong and you are right. It doesn't matter who Jesus is to me, what matters is who is Jesus, amen? Because whoever Jesus is, if he's God, then he then he deserves my absolute worship and love and for me to give my life to him and for me to conform my thinking, my actions, everything about how I live to how he's calling me to live. But if he's not God, then I can, I can dismiss him from my life. Amen. I don't need to follow anything that he said. I don't need to listen or pay attention to what he was saying I have to do or what I how I need to live my life. If he's not God, he doesn't have I don't I don't need to follow him or to to assent to whatever he taught. 
or is asking me to, to, to have faith in. Amen. So I'm not interested in who Jesus is to you or to me. I'm interested in who is Jesus. True? Now, um, a famous 20th century Christian by the name of, 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 um, of C.S. Lewis, which many of you would know, um, he was famous for, in his book, in his book um, 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 uh, Mere Christianity, he, he, he presented an argument for Jesus being God that went a little bit like this. He said, well, there's only really three options that Jesus could be. Jesus is either a, he's, he's, he's either a liar, he's either a lunatic, or he's Lord. Amen. So he would, he said, the first one is Jesus was, was a liar. So in this claim, now remembering in this claim, C.S. Lewis is, is, is almost like taking for granted that Jesus definitely claimed to be God. He's like, that's obvious. He believed that was obvious that Jesus claimed to be God. So he said, well, he, he either made a claim that he was God, okay, and we can see that through the scriptures, which is what I'm going to try and present today. He's, he, he's saying he's either, he either would claim to be God, but he knew he was not God, and that makes him a liar, right? Now, if he's a liar... If Jesus is not God, but he claimed to be God, he's not a great moral teacher. He's definitely not a messenger of God or a prophet of God. He is the biggest fraud that ever walked the earth. And Jesus is is an an, an historical figure, right? Anyone, um, it's 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 there are there are many there there are there are historical documents about Jesus that date right back to the time, right? Jesus was an historical figure. And if he claimed to be God, but he knew he wasn't, he's not a great teacher, he's a liar. Now, the second option is Jesus was claiming to be God, but he did not even, he did not know that he was not God, which would make him crazy, right? So also, if if Jesus is crazy, he's not a great moral teacher. Now, I think people would, it's, people would argue too, look, his teaching was what, 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 what was incredible. It was powerful. Okay, Jesus does not sound like he was crazy, right? Now, even this, right? Jesus was crucified. Jesus was crucified, which was punishment for one of the greatest crimes that any person could make, which was to, to blaspheme. Now, to blaspheme means that he claimed to be God. That is why... Jesus was crucified. Now, interestingly, un- under Roman law, a person who was deemed crazy could not be crucified. They could be flogged, scourged. They could be beaten quite, quite, uh, quite, quite heavily. Okay, to teach them a lesson and to encourage them to stop saying whatever they were saying or stop doing whatever they were doing, which was crazy and harmful to other people. But they could not be crucified. Which means even the even in Jesus' time. Okay, the 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 the, the 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 Romans, right after he was trialed by Pontius Pilate, they did not deem him to be crazy, okay, or to be a lunatic in any way. C.S. Lewis finishes by saying, "Well, the last option is that he's Lord, and that is that he claimed to be God, and he is in fact who he says he was." Amen. Now, this is a more a more recent kind of claim and it's it's a fourth option we could put on the table in that Jesus was either a liar 
He was either a lunatic, he was Lord, or the fourth option is that he is a a a a a a a legend. I'm sorry. Now, by legend, we don't mean that he he is this 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 mythical person that never actually walked the earth. But what we do mean, or what the claim is, is that it's it's a myth. It's a legend that Jesus actually claimed to be God because he never actually, in fact, claimed to be God. Now, the reason why these claims are being made is because, and it's true, if you search the scriptures, if you go through the gospels, you will never see Jesus outwardly say, I am God, okay? Or I am. I am, you know, I am God, bow down and worship me. He never says it that plainly or that clearly. And that's why sometimes when when people read the scriptures, we can say, you know what? He had many opportunities to just easily say he was God and he didn't take them. So clearly he didn't claim to be God. Now, this this is an important thing that I learned some time ago that really helped me because I remember when I was reading the scriptures as, as a teenager, I was getting frustrated saying Jesus just didn't make it clear enough. But here's the thing. He wasn't speaking to Aussies. Amen. He wasn't speaking to Australians in a way that we would have understand. His audience was Jews. And so when Jesus was making claims to be God, he was making claims that that his, his Jewish audience would understand, not necessarily Aussies. So I want to go, if we've got time, we're going to see how I go on this video, but I want to look at maybe two or three scriptures that I think um, are really great, um, they're great examples of claims Jesus made to be God in a way that a, a, a Jewish audience would have understood. So the first one, if you've got a Bible with you, we're going to go to Mark chapter two, and this is when Jesus is preaching in a house. And these men bring a, a, a these this 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 man is is is, is 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 paralyzed, and he has friends who take him up onto the roof of this house where Jesus is preaching because the house is packed. There's it's just standing room only, and their people are out the door, and they they're so desperate. This 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 paralyzed man is so desperate to meet Jesus for healing that they climbed the roof, they take the tiles off the roof and they lowered this man into the dining room table, basically, of where Jesus is preaching from, okay? Now, when Jesus sees this man, he says to him, my son or my child, your sins are for, for, for forgiven. Your sins are for forgiven, okay? Now, Instantly, when the Jews around this man hear Jesus say, your sins are are forgiven to this man, that they immediately have an issue with this because they, as good Jews, they know the Old Testament. They know that in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25, God said, okay, God says to Isaiah, God says, I and, and I alone, okay, can what can can forgive your transgressions so when jesus is saying your my son or my child now even that language using my child or my son he's taking on this 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 this, this fatherly role or figure and saying 
in the sense he's kind of showing or highlighting his relationship to God the Father there and saying, my son, your sins are forgiven. Now, in that moment, Jews understood he was making a claim to do something that very clearly in the Old Testament scriptures, only God the Father could do. So what does that translate to? He's making a claim to be God in that moment. Now, they start talking amongst, amongst themselves and saying, how can this man say your sins are, are, are forgiven? Right? He, he's, they say he is blaspheming. Right? He's claiming to be God. They understood he was making the claim to be God. And Jesus says to them, amen, Jesus says to them, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or rise, take up your mat and go home? But then he says, so that you may know, okay, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, I say to you, rise, take up your pallet or your mat and go home. So Jesus is saying, okay, so I could walk up to any person and say, my son, your sins are, 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 are forgiven, okay? Now, we don't see the the forgiveness of sins, do we? That that that's an, that, that that's that's an an, an invisible re, 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 uh, re reality that nobody can see. Amen. At that time, or at the time that it happens, when I when I walk out of the confessional box, sure I might have a smile on my face, and there might be joy and happiness and that 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 relief that I've been forgiven by God. But nobody sees my sins floating out out, out, out of my heart or anything and going away. So Jesus says, look, so that you can believe that I have the power to do something invisible, forgive sins, I'm gonna do something that is, is visible, that is also a miracle, something only God could do. And he says, rise, take up your mat and go home. So Jesus heals his body, which is visible, as a sign to signify that what I've also claimed to do, which is invisible, has taken place also. And it says after that they were they were, 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 were amazed at what was done and they gave glory to God. They gave glory to God, which they now now can see was was Jesus. Now let's go and, and let's go for another example. Mark chapter six. Okay, I love this one. Mark chapter six, this is verses 45 to 52. And it's when Jesus walks on water to, 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 to meet the, the, the di, di, disciples. Now, in, in, in John's gospel, we get a really interesting fact that Mark does not say, or Matthew says either. In John's gospel, it says Jesus, that, that, that the disciples were out in the boat three or four miles from the shore three or four miles from the shore. And that's when Jesus encounters them on the water, on the waves. Now, translating that to, 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 to an Aussie audience, that's about five or six kilometers, right? Five or six kilometers into the water, Jesus, there they are on the boat, there's waves everywhere, water everywhere, and Jesus rocks up on the water five or, 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 or six kilometers in from the shore, amen? And so they at first think that it's a ghost and they, ha and they have great fear. And now there's different translations from scripture here. 
But Jesus effectively says, <coughs> have no fear, I am. Or have no fear, it is I. Now, the translation, the more accurate translation there of I am, Jesus, now, anytime Jesus says I am, he is, he is he's hearkening back to how God re revealed who he was to, to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. When God sends Moses to speak to Pharaoh in Egypt to let his people go, Moses says to, to God, <coughs> excuse me, who shall I say sent me? And God says, tell him, I am sent you, right? Or I am who I am has sent you. And so Jesus here by saying, have no fear, I am, right? He's making a claim to be one with the with God, the same God that spoke to Moses in the in 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 the burning bush back back in Exodus in Exodus chapter three. Okay, now this is also really interesting. Okay, I I I, I discovered this recently that um, in the book of Job. Okay, so Job chapter nine verse eight. Now when now if you know the story of Job. Okay, Job um, uh, God God permits Satan to tempt Job in, in very, very severe and harsh ways, okay, as a bit of a test of his faith. And Job has three friends that keep coming to him saying, look, this is a curse for a sin that, you, that, that, that you've done. Why don't you just up and confess it and God will lift these curses? Now, Job maintains the whole story. I've done nothing wrong, okay, and he never curses God to his face, which is what Satan thinks he's going to do, but he remains faithful. Now, as Job is speaking to one of his friends to try to basically to um, to to protect God and his goodness and, and protect himself, he says to him in Job chapter nine verse eight, he says, "It is God and God only that walks on the waves of of the sea." Job chapter 9, verse 8. Now, well, when you read that, you think, wow, this is amazing. So Jesus, in the New Testament, God and God only walks on the waves of the sea. Jesus, who is God, comes walking on the waves of the sea to the disciples in the boat. That's, 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 there, that, that, that's, that's a, fun, a fun reference to him being God as well. Okay, But let's, let's look at this further. In Matthew chapter 14, we don't get this in Mark. But Matthew chapter 14, verses 32 to 33, Jesus steps into the boat. He tells the waves and the wind to cease, to calm down. And instantly the waves settle down, the wind calms, okay? And it says that the, 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 the disciples in the boat fell on their face and worshipped him. Now the word worship, this is this is an interesting this is an interesting play on words here. Now, interestingly, when the word that the scripture uses, I'm not, I'm not even going to attempt to say it in Greek because I can barely speak English. So the word that is used for worship here, that the disciples worship Jesus, is the same word that Satan asks Jesus to do to him in Matthew chapter 4. Right? Satan says to Jesus, worship me and you can have you can have this whole kingdom. You can have everything in my, in my, you can have this kingdom, right? 
And as he's tempting him, now Jesus says, okay, using scripture, he says, God and God only shall you worship. So only God can be worshipped. So he he re, he re, 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 rebukes Satan because Satan is clearly not God and says, God and God alone shall you worship. Right? Now, these disciples in the boat fall on their face and they worship Jesus. And he does not re- rebuke them for worshipping him. He accepts it. He receives it. Why? Because he's God. And if he's God, then he's then it, it is just and due to him for us to worship him. Now, very different. Okay, there are moments in uh, this is coming to my mind right now. Sorry, I haven't I haven't got the scripture here, but it's it's in um, it's in the Acts of the Apostles. Okay, where Saint Paul. I mean, people were coming up and they'd touch. They'd use a hanky to touch St. Paul, go back and touch the sick person with the hanky that touched St. Paul, and people were being healed, right? Uh, St. Peter's shadow walks over someone who's paralyzed or, you know, and they're healed, right? So people were beginning, okay, in the Acts of the Apostles, people were beginning to look at Peter and Paul as, as gods that were, were, that, that were working miracles. But interestingly, there were, there's, I can't remember where it is, I'm so sorry. But there's a there's a there's a a passage in the Acts of the Apostles where people come and worship Saint Paul, and Saint Paul re, re, firmly re, 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 rebukes them and says, "Do not worship me. I am just a man. Everything, all 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 these works and all these miracles that Saint Paul was doing, he knew this is not his power." This is in the name of Jesus Christ that these miracles are happening. <coughs> so he does not accept the worship. He re- rebukes anybody that worships that, that attempts to worship him and he he commands them to get up and he says, I am just a man. So here we have an example of Jesus saying, God alone can you worship, but he accepts the worship of the disciples. Amen. And St. Paul also knows it's only Jesus who can be worshipped. He doesn't take that for himself. Last one to close with John chapter ten verses thirty to thirty-three. Jesus in in this um, in in this 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 speech that he's giving. Okay, in John, he says, "I and the Father are one." Okay, and Jesus many times, especially in John, reveals God as his Father. Okay, now making a claim. Okay, now I I am I'm I'm a human. Right, and I give birth, I, my, my wife and I, okay, we, with God's, much of God's help, okay, also brought a new human being into the world. So if Jesus is saying that I'm the son of God, okay, that he's also making a claim, he's oneness with God. If, if, if the father is God, he's making a claim that I too am God, okay, because I'm one with the father who is God. And it says instantly, okay, straight after it says the Jews picked up stones to throw at him, to kill him. Why? Because they read the they read and heard and understood the way that he was speaking as he's making a clear claim to be God. He 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 he's blaspheming. Okay? And for the Jews, the punishment for blasphemy 
was to be stoned to death. Amen? So let's come again to the end. Why was Jesus Christ killed? Why was he executed on a cross? It was because the Jews very clearly understood that Jesus had made multiple claims to be God. Amen. And because he, they believe he was, was blaspheming, which is claiming to be God when you're not really, but in fact, he was God. Amen. I believe he was God. He was making claims to be God. That is why they wanted him dead. Amen. So I hope it's clear, okay, from some evidence here. Remember, he's speaking to a Jewish audience, and this is the way they would have understood it. And let's be real. For the audience Jesus was speaking to, they got the message very clearly because it ended up getting him killed. And I love that scene that Mel Gibson does in The Passion of Christ when Jesus is being brought to trial Okay, by the, and the high priest, and it's midnight, and the high priest just simply says, Are you the Son of God? Amen. Are you the Messiah, the one that we've been that we've been waiting for, right? And Jesus just simply says, I am. Again, hearkening back to Exodus 3:14, making the claim, I am. I am God. Okay, and then he says, and then you you will see me coming on on the clouds, right? And we, 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 which is also a, which is also a prophecy from from the Old Testament. And what does what does the high priest do? He tears his garments, right? In 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 like in in disbelief that he's heard this blasphemy with his own ears, right? In his words, and they say that's it, right? And off they 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 have him. They they ensure they have him killed. Amen. And so it's evident, it's obvious to me, and I hope it's now obvious to you that Jesus did in fact claim to be God. And he worked many miracles. Okay, he rose from the dead, all these things. That's a different video. But I do. Jesus claimed to be God, and I do believe he was in fact God. And I hope you believe that too. Because if Jesus is God, it changes everything. If Jesus is God then I must give my life to him completely. I must conform my thinking, my acting, my heart, my soul, my mind, everything that I am, my worship of God, my love for God, and my, my and me making this commitment to follow in his footsteps is that that is what is 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 due from me. And I hope it's also I hope you feel convicted in the same way. God bless you. Um, I'll be praying for you and please continue to pray for our work. God bless. We would like to thank you for joining us for this episode. If you thought that it was helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and, and, and share with a friend. And for more content like this, online videos, special offers, access to exclusive Fire Up events and a Fired Up community, consider joining our Fire Up family. So head to our website and for a monthly gift of your choice, you can help others experience the love they always dreamed of. So um, may God bless you and your family. Now go set the world on fire.